everybody to the 12th Man Podcast. Uh, I'm Kevin. Uh, I'm joined today by Ruben, Mr. Ruben Degante, yeah. and our host, Efren Perez. How are you guys? Doing great. Hello. Hello. Good. Interesting good weekend well. that we had. We're going to the uh, the fixtures, the results, and we're also going to be covering a little bit of the transfers as well. And uh, we're going to lead it off with our host, Efren Perez. Take it away, sir. Yeah, so uh, going off by Monday, we decided to review three matches for the Premier League. The first one was Fulham against Chelsea. And the result ended with Chelsea winning 1-0 on the day. Uh, this game happened at Saturday. And uh, the only... The only person to score for that game was Mason Mount for Chelsea in the 78th minute. But Fulham did get a red card in the first half uh, by their uh, fullback, uh, uh, American Anton Robinson. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, you, Ruben. What did you think of this game? And, dude, it was, uh, I mean, a kind of important win for Chelsea. Uh, just not a very good win in general, though, man. Uh, just again, man, they can't get uh, their their top scores or, or uh, uh, those new guys to to get on the score sheet uh, with the Ziyech and uh, Timo Werner and uh, Kai Havertz. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, just uh, I mean, this this game really shows that uh, you know uh, Mason Mount is is the guy, man, is the guy for Chelsea. And if they're gonna mm-hmm. want to move forward, uh, you know, they're gonna need to like run the ball through him. Um, yeah, he, he had a few he had a few chances uh, before that goal he actually scored. Um, oh yeah, he had a like a chance uh, like hitting a like a ball off the post I think in the Ziyech. Uh had like mm-hmm. a low shot got blocked by Alphonse Ariola. Um, so mm-hmm. you know he uh, he's kind of involved. I think that was good, but unfortunately, man, they they got us they got to step it up, dude. So it's really not enough, man, and 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 they honestly had the advantage the whole game uh, when that Anthony Robinson guy got that got uh, got a straight red. So you know this is definitely mm-hmm. something they need to work on, man. Yeah, yeah, it's no doubt that uh, during that game, Mason Mount was man of the match. He, everything was coming off of him. You know the chances you mentioned, the one coming off of the crossbar. He he was arguably well not arguably he was their best player and yeah i mean timo werner did come in the second half he did have a chance late in the game but man he just he just snuffed it wide uh what do you think kevin what do you think of this man i was looking forward to seeing the americans go head to head man uh uh christian pulisic with with young jedi i was hoping to see them go one-on-one it's a shame that he got a red card though and we had to see him get off the pitch early i would have loved to seen that matchup but i mean I mean, those tackles go as they're as brutal as they get. But as as somebody that's uh, observing the U.S. national team right now, you want to see that fight. You know, you want to see that fight in your defense. So I I think he's the right left back. Robinson is the right left back for us right now for the U.S. national team. So I I love the aggression. I'm just I'm so uh, it's it's bittersweet to see it. You know, but I'm glad I'm glad to see the aggressiveness Uh, as far as the match goes. I, from what I've observed, from what I observed, Lampard, if he's if he's gonna try to make it through this, the if he's if he's trying to stay at Chelsea, 
he's got to figure out who his guy is. Who he's got to figure out who his guy is, and he's got to build the team around this guy. Right now, this guy, seeing this match, it's Mason Mount. He needs to build mm-hmm. around Mason Mount, and and you know, uh, it's going to be a little political because it's going to get it's going to be a sticky situation because they just spent two hundred on 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 new on bringing in a two hundred million bringing in a new team, but mm-hmm. if he if he's Trying to save face, I mean, I, I would really, I would look at Mason Mount and try to build around him right now, just for now, you know, just for the next fixtures, because this, this win, this is a lifeline, and he needs to take advantage of, of, of the opportunity that's been given to him. He's been given a second day to live, you know, so he, he needs to start building off of, uh, off these results. Learn, learn where your weaknesses are. At this point, you should know them. And learn what your strengths are. And I think one of his biggest strengths is Mason Mount. He's young. He can run. He's got the hustle. He can carry a team by himself. So he needs to he needs to he needs to build around him. That's that's what I got out of this yeah. match. Yeah, it was it was no doubt that Mason Mount was, you know, he was uh, he was fighting for the badge, fighting for the team. Fighting, fighting for the for badge, the that's right. Yeah, you know. Uh like I like how you mentioned Robertson because um, I felt like Robinson was probably Fulham's best player. Yeah, uh, aside from Ariola, I think. Yeah, Ariola had some saves. Yeah, he was just. Mm-hmm. He had some really he good. He was saves. just attack. He was just really attacking on uh, Chelsea's right side, and uh, Azpilicueta was just getting you know outrun by uh, Robinson, but. What do you guys think? Have you guys seen uh, how uh, the red card? Do you think it, do you think it deserved to be a red card? I mean, a little bit. It was a little bit of a reckless challenge, I believe. But you know, that's how it is. You know, he's he's trying to win this game. He didn't want to let another goal in. You know, mm. it happens. It happens. You? Uh, uh, you know, um, as a defender, you. Um, it's either you're going to get the ball or you're going to get the dude or you're going to get both. And, uh, you know, in this situation, unfortunately, that, you know, he got a red card for it. But it's a uh, it's a gamble, you know, as a as a defender, it's a gamble. Every, but uh, but like I said, I appreciate I, I appreciate seeing the aggressiveness there. The aggressiveness is there. He was fighting for the badge. So. Another thing would have been like, you know, if he would have swung his hands at his head and knocked him out, you know, but it was a challenge, mm-hmm. man. And it, it was it was him or the ball and he, he was following the defending rules. I, I don't it was a red card offense, though. He went cleats up, you know, it's it, it was dangerous. It was dangerous. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to talk about was uh, back to Chelsea. I'm um, just. The way they were uh, defending, man, it was just – I felt like it, they were all over the place defensively, you know. Even though Fulham got the uh, red card, they they were still attacking Chelsea. And you would have thought Chelsea had 10 men at, at one point. But uh, what do you think about – what about you, Kevin? What do you think about Chelsea's defense right now? They They still have some work to do. They still have some work to do. I, I don't think uh, Lampard has found his solid uh, central defenders. Um, he he wants to fit in Thiago Silva in there and Kurt Zuma. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best 
duo that he can work with right now because Rudiger, uh, he seems to struggle a little bit with Thiago Silva. Um, mm-hmm. And as somebody that's been there for a while, he, I mean, he shouldn't have that problem with his weight, with his, uh, with his right back and his left back, but Rudiger still struggles to click with these guys after so many years. So I, I don't know. I think he should stick with Kurt Zuma and Thiago Silva, or if not play mm-hmm. Aspilicueta and, 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 uh, and Thiago Silva in the middle. Cause Aspilicueta can play it all. He can, you know, he's a, uh, he's a Swiss army knife. And when it comes to playing uh, defense, he can play on the right. He can play on the left. He can play on the center. So I think he's just got to find the right combo and and center 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 defense, and he'll be all right. But I mean, what about you, uh, Ruben? What are you? Oh wait, no. Keep going, Kevin. Uh, but what I was gonna say is that it, uh, you're struggling against Fulham. Yeah, you you really got to do your homework. You really got to find the right duos. Mm-hmm. What about yeah, man, you? I agree what with Kevin, you dude. It's just uh, you know, I also feel like Thiago Silva is also kind of taking uh, a little bit of time to adjust uh, to his new uh, club, you know. Uh, but I mean, I, I agree with Kevin, mm-hmm. man. Like, uh, I, I feel like that. I feel like the the Thiago Silva uh, Aspi uh, combo would probably be the best, just because it's so experienced. Uh, both great defenders, man. Um, Experience, that's right. You know. Uh, but, but I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's like, you know, they, 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 they need to probably end up bringing in another center back because it's going to have to be the thing. Um, well, do they have the money for it? Probably not. Are they going to do it? Probably not. I think they're going to mm-hmm. end up struggling. Uh, the, 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 the back four is going to struggle for the rest of the season, I believe, man. I don't yeah. see them getting a lot better. Yeah. You- yeah, you guys are right on that. But luckily with that win, uh, that's pushed Chelsea from ninth to seventh. And right now they are about four points away from uh, just top yeah. five. So they, they just really whoa. need to get their shit together in terms of what lineup they're gonna they're gonna use. Seriously. And on a positive it's, note, uh, for it's, Chelsea, yeah. this is like their their first win in like four games. So it's just good to kind of get mm-hmm. a win under your belt, a little breath of fresh Especially air. Especially going to going to go uh, face Leicester City next weekend uh, at King Power Stadium. So you know what I mean. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, Chelsea's up. <laughs> Chelsea's <laughs> Chelsea's upcoming fixtures don't look. Or it's actually at Sanford. Promising Brown, for them. No, you're right. It's at King Power it, Stadium. It is? Uh, yeah, uh, Leicester City <laughs> against Chelsea. After that, they got an FA Cup match in the weekend. After that, they have Wolves, and uh, they have Burnley, and they have Tottenham. So, probably out of those, I'd say they could probably, maybe they could probably beat Wolves since Jimenez is not, we don't know when he's going to come back, and Wolves have struggled with that Jimenez. Probably beat Burnley, but I don't know about Tottenham or Leicester. So, we're going to have to see on that one. So, yeah, uh, me and... On Friday, me and Ruben predicted that Chelsea would win and basically got it right. But yeah. the next game, the next game we're going to move on to is Leicester City versus Southampton. Uh, this game ended two to Leicester and zero to Southampton. Uh, just by going off the game, you guys, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty exciting. I, I did predict more goals in this, but just the way the match went, I think it went pretty good. It's unfortunate for Southampton. Uh, they didn't. They didn't score a goal, but I don't think that reflected the game. 
because I mean they they had Southampton had chances to score, and yeah, they just couldn't couldn't get it behind yeah. the net. Uh, James Madison scored for Leicester in thirty seventh minute, and Harvey Barnes scored in the last minute uh, of the ninety. So. We're going to go on to you, Ruben. What, what do you think of this uh, It was actually a really exciting game, man. Um, like you said, dude, uh, uh, Madison got that goal, and then Barnes in the second. So, you know, you got a, a goal in every half. Uh, unfortunately, like Southampton couldn't mm-hmm. get the couldn't, – couldn't, couldn't get any goals in this weekend. But, you know, um, that defense has been playing good. Um, so, it's uh, – mm-hmm. I think James Justin ended up being their, their uh, man of the match, uh, which is their uh, center back, I believe, one of their center backs, I believe. Um, so – and then uh, uh, also, yeah. uh, you know, Casper Schmeichel with his 400th appearance uh, with the club, uh, you know, he got two big stops. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another good thing I think is uh, uh, Tielemans, he got two assists. He assisted literally both of those goals. Um, mm-hmm. So just good things, good things on, on, on Leicester's end. Uh, on Leicester's end. Uh, Southampton, man, like they played hard and they were hungry for sure, man. It's just... It's just hard when, when Leicester's flying so high. What I'm actually surprised of is that just we just didn't see a goal from Jamie Vardy. Um, he was always a mm-hmm. threat, but, you know, they did mark him very well this game. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for Southampton, you know, uh, Danny Ings couldn't play because uh, he tested positive for COVID. But I think without him, they, they played pretty well. I think uh, they had some good chances. Unfortunately, they couldn't finish him, but for me, it was a pretty exciting game. What about you, Kevin? What did you think of this match? Yeah, it was it was very exciting. I, I was uh, I was expecting this one to be a close one, you know. But then uh, mm-hmm. Ings, you know, tested positive for COVID, and it was a shame. You know, it would have been great to see him go up against Leicester. But overall, it was a great game. You know, it was a two two zero is a you know not a reflection of uh, Southampton's hustle out there in that game. But um, mm-hmm. you know, Tillman is Tillman's looking sharp, man. Looking real sharp, looking real sharp out there, and uh, yeah, you, you just you can't. Uh, right now, Leicester's game is just so it's per, it's perfection right now. There's just I don't I don't see any. Uh, you know they're 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 at the top of the table and they're there for a reason. It's not by accident. They look really sharp mm-hmm. out there. So this win, uh, this win was a uh, you know also a very good reflection of uh, how they've been performing. It was it was it was weird not to see Jamie Vardy get it get it, get his uh, you know hand in the cookie jar there, but it was uh, mm-hmm. it, overall it was a great win it was a great match and you know Leicester City just are just hustling man they're just gonna keep it pushing and uh, I I could see him competing for the title yeah me too I could see this this yeah. team competing for the title yeah with that win they actually pushed Leicester to. Uh third and I'm looking at the stats for that game they had 16 shots with five off target and they didn't dominate that uh, that much I mean Southampton uh, in terms of shots Leicester dominates that but possession Southampton had 53% compared to Leicester's 47 passes Southampton was 493 to Leicester's 445 Uh, Southampton's pass actually was better and yeah, man, Southampton, I mean, they did. They were trying to get that goal, but unfortunately they couldn't. Last minute of the game, you know, they pushed everyone forward, and unfortunately, you know, they got caught in the counterattack, which made, you know, Harvey Barnes score that second vital goal. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, Leicester, they – I think they could compete for the league. I mean, they're just two points behind uh, United right now, one point above Liverpool uh, on both points – uh, with Manchester City, just Manchester City's on top of them with goal difference. But, 
Yeah, man, you're right. Uh, Lester looking pretty good. They got some interesting players, like you said, Tillemans, Wolford, and Didi. The new center right they got from Saint Etienne, Fofana, Michael. It's just a stacked well, team right stacked, now. To be honest, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you look at their bench. They got that Turkish defender Shinoku. Yeah, they got Perez in there. I mean, Under who came from Roma. There, there's I mean, there's plenty of depth as well. The the bench yeah, is. Pereira. Is, in, is incredible. So, yeah, man, Brendan Rodgers is really doing good with this team, and I feel bad for Hassan, but it's just how it is. But It'd be a shame yeah, really to see Brendan uh, – it'd be a, a shame to see Brendan Rodgers walk away from this Leicester. This is the strongest uh, team that he's had. I don't think he will, to tell you the truth. I hope I not. I don't think he will. I, I think he – just by looking at him, he feels very comfortable at Leicester, doesn't want to leave. I mean that that's just how I see. What do you how do you see it, Ruben? I'm sorry, what was that? Like how do you see do you see Brendan Rogers leaving I mean, Leicester? Not, not right now, man. Uh Brendan Rogers has got a good thing going right now. He's uh just like bringing in players uh you know and developing well and uh having them play well with the team. Uh I definitely don't see him leaving. Mm-hmm. I know there's rumors of him maybe being linked to Chelsea, but I mean I'm pretty you know, they're facing each other next week. And uh, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers is going to win that game. He's going to realize, you know, I need to stay here in Leicester City if I know what's good <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the next game and the final game of the Premier League. And that is Liverpool versus Man United. This was first against second. And, man, I just oh, got to with you guys. Zero, zero. It was a boring game. I will say the first half, uh, Liverpool really dominated. Felt like Liverpool had all the best chances. United were just sit back, couldn't handle Liverpool's pressure. But during the second half, yeah, Liverpool let off the gas a little bit. And I think United actually in the second half had uh, better chances than Liverpool. But I'm looking at some of the stats here. Uh, shots, uh, 17 for Liverpool, 8 for United. But what matters is on target, and Liverpool only had three, while United had four. And yeah, man, it was just um, really boring. I I just wanted to go to tell you the yeah. truth, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was very disappointing. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, uh, I mean, dude, I don't think I'm, I don't think any of us are surprised by this. We knew it was going to be kind of a close game, just because although uh, you know Liverpool is supposed to be the better team, you know they do have a few injuries. Uh, in that center back position, and uh, also you know that that front three for Liverpool just hasn't been mixing uh, well as they used to be. You know, a couple of years ago, you expected them to drop like five six goals every game, and this year it's not really like that. Uh, maybe it's just the age, mm-hmm. or uh, I'm I'm sure it's just the age. I'm getting a little older, um, but you know, I just what it is. Uh, on on the other hand, uh, you know Bruno Fernandez for United, you know, just didn't have a very good game. I think there was a lot of miscommunication the whole game between him, ball by him and Rashford. Um, I think the the mm. I think the, the 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 best players in the game though were both uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Man, Fabinho, dude, was everywhere for the, for this game, dude. He was pretty mm. impressive to see, as well as Luke Shaw and Lindelof. Surprisingly. Lindelof missing like the last two games, I believe, Baye taking over for a bit, and then him coming back into that lineup and just kind of, you know, you know, let it, reminding reminding people like, yeah, I want to start, and he wants to be that guy. Um, you know, there were there were a couple chances to end. Uh, you know, uh, I think like the I think the closest opportunity was 
that Bruno Fernandez free kick that was literally just inches wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know there was that other chance uh, Bruno had um, from uh, from Pogba uh, uh, passing it in the middle, mm-hmm. and uh, Allison just got to it, man. Uh, and he deservedly got the man of the match for that uh, for that big play for a couple of big plays he had in the game. Uh, but you know what? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still pretty positive. You know, United's uh, still at the top of the table. Um, you can just maybe I think like two points above uh, Liverpool, or Liverpool right now, maybe three. Um, uh, no, well, Liverpool dropped down to fourth because City won their game against Crystal Palace, so they're two points ahead of City. Okay. Yeah, so, like, what, three points? Yeah, um, but... Yeah, and then... But, yeah, yeah and, uh, like, uh, and I think another bright thing is just that, you know, this just continues an, uh, an unbeaten streak that Manchester United's got going on. They got, like, 12 games unbeaten. So, you know, I think... Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. know it. <laughs> I mean, it's been, like, it's, it's been as many draws as it's been wins, but... Uh, I mean, the good thing is that they're just not losing, you know, and and you know they just don't want to drop mm. any points right now, which is is the move definitely. What what did you think of this game, uh, Kevin? I don't like with the facts that Ruben just gave us. Uh, they have a twelve game winning streak, uh, unbe- mm-hmm. unbeaten streak. My bad. Uh, this isn't this this isn't a loss for United. This is a win. This for me is a win for United. They they show that they can compete with, with the top of the table, you know. It, it, they 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 weren't you know. It's showing that Bruno is, Bruno is a vital piece of the puzzle to United right now. And if he's not on, if he's not on beat, the team's not on beat. But this is what I'm saying about uh with the likes of uh, Lampard and Mason Mount. Mason Mount can be that guy for Chelsea, just like Bruno Fernandes is being that guy for United. Solskjaer, uh, Solskjaer find, found his guy, and he's building his team around this guy. He got unlucky because he was offbeat, but easily, you know, imagine him, he, he, imagine he would have had a good day. I think United mm-hmm. could have taken this game. Um, they're looking good. Uh, United is looking real good. This, to me, is not a loss to United. This, this is good news for United. I, I, I don't mind a zero zero. Somehow these big fixtures always turned out turn out this way. Sometimes, so yeah, I've <laughs> so that. the zero zero was was you know it was I kind I kind of saw that coming, but it was a it was a good match regardless. Uh, United showed that they can compete with the top with the top dog. So it's, it's good. It was, it was good. It was good for them. I mean, yeah, it's United against Liverpool. Everyone knows the history. These are the two biggest clubs in uh, of the history of the English football. So yeah, but very disappointing. I at least wanted to go, but Ruben, I'm going to come on to you a little bit. Uh, what do you think of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Because there've been arguments that this man is not the, uh, the coach for United. You know, people, you know, you have one half saying, you know, he is, the other half saying he isn't. And the half that say he isn't, they have disrespected him in some ways. They've even called him, and if I'm, if I'm getting this correct, a PE teacher. <laughs> but <laughs> in my opinion, I actually think Shoshire is a pretty good uh, coach. Uh, will he be Ferguson? I have no idea. We have yet to see that. But I think what he's doing with United right now is pretty good. You know, I'm on the side of I think he is a good coach for United. Whether he will take them to to the Alex Ferguson days, I have no idea. But what do you think? Uh, I, man, I mean, 
you know, it's kind of hard to say, you know, I think there's some huge flaws in the way he manages, you know, like, I think he brings on, like, subs a little too late. He's not super great with that. You know, I don't think he knows what's his best lineup. I think he's starting to get an idea, um, you know, when they play that, like, uh, when they play that 2-1-3-4 uh, with, uh, with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Marcial and Rashford up front, Bruno. Then you got, uh, like, uh, uh, McTominay uh, and Fred. And like uh and like uh Pogba, mm-hmm. and then you got you know the back four that's always playing. But I, I think I think he hasn't figured out like what's what's what works best for him. But it's it's crazy to see mm-hmm. that he still has a a, 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 a a like he does a good job of galvanizing the troops and kind of making them still play well together and kind of stay hungry. Um you know, he left like Bogba out for a lot of the games, you know, just feeling like he doesn't really want to be at the club, and then he's brings them back for these big games, which is a huge question mark. And for him to, you know, to, 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 to do that is, I think it's a, it's a, it's a bold move for sure. You know? Um, but I think, I think he's played his cards right, man. I mean, it, it, I think the biggest thing is just obviously like getting knocked out of the champions was a huge uh, disappointment, you know, for, for United fans, like nobody wants that. You know, we, we always want to be competing in the champions league. Unfortunately, he got us knocked out in that first round, mm-hmm. but um, you know, but besides that, we're, what he's doing with, in the league, at least right now, is is good, you know. And I think that's his main goal is to, you know, kind of consistently stay in the top four, eventually win that 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 uh, that league cup, and then we'll and then we'll focus on the on the champions. And you know, it's also not his fault when you know he has a short list of players he wants, and then the Glazers don't give him the chance to get those players. You know, uh, he has he has really no mm-hmm. financial backing. Uh, other than when it's like for like uh, under nineteen kid, um, and it's kind of ridiculous. So I mean, I I, I think Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer is doing a pretty good job, um, and I, I mean, I see no reason for them to sack him um, unless he has like a really poor finish to the season. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, right now he's he's good for United. I think he's he's what United need. You're right. He's not been given the players that he wants. I mean, he still has players there that even when Louis Van Gaal played there, so Jeez. or manager, so so I mean, he hasn't gotten the backing, you know. And in the summer transfer window, he was only to get uh, able to get three players, and that was Van de Beek, Gavani, and Alex Stays. Which probably with one of those, you were probably like, you know, that's a good signing, but it just wasn't enough. But yeah. Uh, pretty pretty good result uh, for United probably. Uh, Liverpool not so much. But we're gonna move on to uh, the next match. We're gonna shift over to Spain. And as I mentioned on Friday, there was nothing going on in La Liga terms, but the Supercopa de España happened on Sunday, and pretty pretty disappointing result for uh, Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona finished the game with two goals, with uh, Athletic Bilbao finishing with three, which means. Like Bilbao won the Supercopa de España. Uh, pretty disappointing. Uh, Griezmann managed to score two goals, though. But just not enough from Barcelona. Messi managed to get his first red card on a Barcelona shirt. And, yeah, for Bilbao, uh, DiMarco scored in the 42nd minute. And Inaki Williams scored that amazing goal. Uh, the goal that eventually won Bilbao uh, the Cup. So, we're gonna go on to Kevin. Uh, what do you what do you think about this match? 
Uh, it was a good match. Uh, it was it was definitely a final, man. This is this is what I like to see in finals: the underdog taking on the big dog. It doesn't matter where you are in the table and the in La Liga. This is a cup, and they've played their hearts out. Both teams played their hearts out, and uh, you know, as as far as um, Messi getting that red card, you know, it's. Pure out, pure out of frustration, man. You can see it in his eyes that he just, he's lost, he's lost his way, and it, it, it seems like that, um, that, that last day in the Barcelona jersey is around the corner, and he, and it's sad to see him go out in this way. You know, you want to see him lift another cup. You want to see him leave in a fashionable form. This is not the way to go. I mean, he should take. Sidan, as for example, his exit in that final against Italy in that 06 World Cup in Germany, it's not the way to go, man. You don't want to be remembered that way. You don't want to be remembered by, you know, uh, um, uh, act of frustration, you know, uh, a physical, in a physical way. You know, it's not the way to go. And uh, if, if they're it, – it's sad because Antoine Griezmann, I, I think this is arguably – the best game I've seen him play under in, in a Barca jersey, yeah. you know? And it's a shame that he's and he lost and he lost this this final. It seems that you know, uh it just wasn't enough in the end. Uh, Athletic Bilbao were was the better team and you know, uh that mistake that Jordi Al- I mean Jordi Alba cost him the game. Let's not mm-hmm. let's not bring it let's not make this political, man. Let's just keep it Let's just keep it in soccer terms. He should have cleared that ball that tied the game. He should have cleared that mm. ball. Uh, it's that. What is your first lesson as a defender? Clear the ball. Why are you ducking your head in a center? <laughs> you know, someone centering the exactly. ball. Why are you ducking your head? That is the that is lesson number one as a defender. Mm-hmm. You're a professional. You've won a World Cup. You won Euros. You won Champions League. This is not, you know, this is not what I expect from you. He really let the team down. And it sucks that, you know, Messi's going to take the rep for it because he got the red. But I think Jordi Album easily lost them this game. You know, mm-hmm. they, they were able to build off that momentum. Uh, so congratulations to Atletico Bilbao for getting that win, you know, that's, that's a big one. That's a big one for him. And I'm, I'm as a real fan, I'm happy with the result, but I'm sad to see that, you know, someone so great get a red card and go out in that fashion. And it's sad, it's sad. All right. We heard the nice way. Let's hear the bad way. <laughs> Ruben. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, it was pretty disappointing for Barca, you know, 13 time winner of the Supercopa de España. Um, you know, but a really good one for, you know, Athletic, man. This is only their third Supercopa in their history, man. So, it is uh, really good, man. And, uh, I mean, that Inaki Williams goal, man. That was just a goal hassle, man. There's straight screamer, dude, and stoppage time, dude. Just everything. I mean, I think the game was good, though. I mean, it was just fun, man, just to watch all the goals, you know. Uh, and it just, like, shows, man, that, that you know, that I feel like a lot of the senior players in Barca are just, like, over it man like they don't want to be there anymore like and it's one thing when it's messy right because messy is the star of the show you know and if anybody has the right to want to leave it's messy but like i feel like 
what Kevin was saying, like in Jordi Alba's like, you know, like blunder, because that's really what it was. <laughs> like it was a straight blunder, dude. Like, and it's just because he just like doesn't care, man. Like he's just like <laughs> he's just like kind of not having to be there and just you know, uh, that is terrible, man. Just to duck out of that shows uh shows a little bit of uh it was kind of a cowardly move, man, to to duck out of it like that. Um I mean, I don't got much to add, man. Kevin said it all, dude. Like, you know, it just sucks. It's heartbreaking to to, to see Messi get that red. It's almost a little tiny bit reminiscent of that World Cup uh, uh, headbutt from Zidane, you know? Like, you know, just kind of go out like that. It's, like, not good. Um, but, you know, I think he was baited into it as well. I think the other player uh, – I don't know who the other player was that, he, that got hit. But I think I think he could see the frustration in, in Messi, and he kind of baited him into getting hit like that. Um, so, you know – it is what it is. It's not like Messi's gonna miss the next match. So uh, you know, so it's on. It's on to just focusing on La Liga, man. Because unfortunately, I think that's the only real thing that that Barca's got left. And uh, I don't think their chances are good, but I think it's the only thing they got left. So just focus on that. It's a terrible loss, but you gotta gotta keep your head up and you gotta move on. Uh, and uh, I'll add something to. That. I've seen Messi do that move before, where he just like. Uh... He take he ducks a defender like that. He's done that move and he's and he you know he's executed it without hitting the without hitting the other guy's head. That was that was an act of of aggression and act of frustration. That it was just he could have ignored that. But you know I think you're right, Ruben. I think he was baited into it. But regardless, you know you're the you're the captain. You're the star of the show. You shouldn't be losing your cool like that. And these are the consequences. Lose you lose a cup. When when you act this in this way, I mean, I think by that moment the match is already over. Uh, I watched the game when Bilbao scored the second goal. I'm not joking. I turned off the TV. <laughs> oh my! I, 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 I already yeah. <laughs> I already I already knew Bilbao were gonna win it somehow. Somewhere. Um. Jordi Alba, I mean, even Luis Enrique tried to tell people this. At least Luis Enrique tried to replace Alba, tried to take him out because he felt like he wasn't good enough. And at that time, people were, were mad at Luis Enrique, saying, why are you doing that? Jordi Alba is Barca's best left back. But that man was ahead of his time because yeah. Alba is just, oh, my God, this man is just terrible. You see it now, I yeah. I've, I've, actually, uh, I've actually argued with a couple of people that because uh, we have a young American who plays like midfield and left winger. Uh, I think at one point Coleman put Matthew at, at left back and he, he was great. His name is Conrad de la Fuente and I prefer him because Jordi Alba fucking sucks. I don't like him. I haven't liked him for a while now ever since that Liverpool game. It was just, it was two, two of the goals came from his side. That man just does not know how to defend. On top of that, he just had to defend Ernesto Valverde from being in the club, which really pissed me off. And, yeah, just just really disappointing. Uh, you're right, Griezmann's best game, two goals, really good. But there was just, there was just a lot of disappointment. Uh, don't like Busquets there anymore. I think Busquets, is, he's done. Uh, I don't think he should be in the starting lineup anymore. Maybe on the bench, yes, but – not, not in the starting lineup. He should not play a full game. Uh, there is some criticism with Coleman. I did not want Ronald Coleman. I did not want him. Uh, in my opinion, 
he did manage Valencia for a season back in 2007, 2006, I think. But, yeah, he didn't do good with Valencia. I mean, he almost got him relegated. And even though he won the Copa del Rey, he, he almost got him relegated. But, yeah, I think Coleman is better as a as a national team manager. He's doing good with the Netherlands. I don't know why he left to come here. But, yeah, man, it was just very disappointing. Coleman was just out of his depth, you know, he, making substitutions late, starting players that one are tired, two don't care about the team, and one was injured. And that was Messi. He was coming back from an injury. I would have understand if you would have brought Messi in as a sub, but to start him and play the whole game, even plus extra time, that wasn't the way to go. But, yeah, man, I mean, very disappointing. I'm not surprised anymore. I don't – I've actually – even before the season began, I already ripped this season off. I wasn't hopeful. You know, last season, trophy list. This season, we'll go, go again, trophy list again. I, to tell you the truth, I don't even watch Barcelona games that much anymore. I think this was, like, the first time in, like, almost two months where I watched a Barcelona game. Because... But, but, it, but it is a final, and how are you not going to start Messi? Well, you don't start a player that's not 100%. And actually – you know, I made the argument that when so, we went against Sociedad, So you would have left him on the we, bench? Yeah. I mean, I think he would have done more because I didn't see Messi do that much in the game. And I felt like he would have done more if he came on as a sub. But it is how it is, you know. Uh, congratulations to the Bilbao. They won the Supercopa. Like uh, Ruben said, that's their third one in their history. They're not really renowned for winning uh, trophies, but, you know, you win another one, and congratulations to them. I'm, just, uh, I'm glad you pointed out the, the whole uh, Jordi Alba thing because he has been he has been falling short, man. And it started in that Liverpool game, and he's, mm-hmm. and he's been falling short since then. But it's like I said, Messi's the star of the show. If they win the match, he's the hero. If they lose the match, he's the villain. It's always going to fall on him. But the, but it's it sucks that you don't see you know the the errors that Jordi Alba has made. Jordi Alba lost in the game, not Messi. That's the reality of it. Yeah, he's just he's just not good enough. In my not opinion, good, not yeah. good enough anymore. You know, I, I do want to ask you yeah. guys one thing though. Just because, you know, we're saying, you know, obviously the problems with Messi, you know, and him wanting to be out. Uh, you know, uh, FRN, you just got done saying, said he was sketching. He's done. And uh, I think we could all agree that uh, Jordi Alba was pretty bad uh, on the day. Uh, do you think it's mm-hmm. time for them just to move on from everyone from that Pep Guardiola era? Because, I mean, they got Piqué, too, and Piqué's not even playing as much as he used to. And he's not as definitely not as good as he used to. No, he's injured at the moment. <laughs> but he's definitely not as good as he. As no, he I agree. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you because um, yes, you need to move on from some of these players. I mean, some of these players they've won everything they that they could win. I mean, some of them have won, you know, World Cup, Euros. They've won everything they can, you know, as a player. So yeah, it's either you know, I would say you can keep some of them if they're willing to be on the bench. Or not play as much, but if they don't want to, just let them go. I mean, right now we need to move on. You look at Liverpool. I mean, they've just gone a different level. You know, they moved on from from the time they lost uh, Gerard, and they just they're just moving forward. They've, they've, reinvent, I, they've reinvented themselves. Yeah, yeah um, I do like 
you know, I would keep some of these players, but, you know, I would keep them either on the bench and not play them as much. But if they don't want that, they could just they could just leave. You know, it's time to move on. I mean, it's time to go uh, to the future. I mean, yes, yeah, some of these players are good. They have uh, contributed a lot to Barcelona, but, you know, you can't beat time. You know, time's undefeated, time's the champion, and right now you just got to keep moving forward, find something else, find a different set of players. I mean, as, uh, as soon as as soon as Messi said, I want to leave, I would have let him go. Seriously. Because what, well, what's the point of keeping him? There's, there's no point. You're gonna get this. This is the result of that. You know, this is what you get. Yeah, you and guys, you guys uh, as, uh, from from Madrid, man. Cristiano wanted out. We let him out, bro. And you know, it's fine. We, we let him we out. We won the league the next year. It's totally fine. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I honestly, the when uh when it's time to go, and 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 they have known that for a long time. Let them go. Don't keep them. Yeah. If anything, it becomes a plague in, in the, the in the room. in the team. In the locker room, it becomes a plague. No one's motivated. Our best players, they're not even they're not giving a hundred percent. So, you know, like what what where where are we gonna go? Where are we going with this? There and there has to be someone that's uh, that has to put their foot down and say, Okay, who wants to stay, who wants to leave? Because we're moving forward. And we might not want you if you want to stay, by the way. You gotta be okay with that. <laughs> well, I think that'll happen when the new president comes in. I mean you gotta admit, as Madrid fans, you loved Bartomeu. So don't loved, even fucking love to. Don't even Bartomeu. You love that man because he was destroying our club. And this dude just retarded ass signing. Yeah, but I mean, I, I hate this argument. I hate this argument when it becomes political and we start bringing in the the president. What does the president have to do with the performance of a team? That's true. Nothing. It doesn't nothing. have to do. Anything, it has nothing to do with that. It's two separate things. He was, he was the man to bring in some of these players like Andre Gomez, uh, Claymont Longley. And he was, he for some reason, he wanted Jordi Alba to stay. And when we could have sold Rakitic as well before he left for free back to Sevilla, we could have sold Rakitic for $60 million. So the, this the, man has, it might not be his fault. You know, when we went against Liverpool, yes, it was not his fault. He did not pick the team. Bayern Munich, yada, was yada, that his yada. fault? No, it was not. But his fault. The, de- the decline of the club is his fault. And you're starting to see that some of these young players that we were bringing through, they're actually performing more than some of the players we actually bought for crazy money. So I think that just says it all. But I think, yeah, they, I think, I mean, I think everyone's gotten lost in that, in that bullshit, to be honest with you, including Messi. Is well, what is it? What the fuck does the president have to do with the way you're performing? You're you're arguably one of the best players ever to play the game. What does the fucking president have to do with the way you're performing? Stay out of it. You know, like you just keep it simple. You you do football, and you and and, and club owners, you do the rest. Let me do what I do. You club may, owners. You mentioned how you mentioned how Messi wanted to leave, right? And you would have let him go, right? Yes, yes. President didn't want that, so there you go. <laughs> I mean, he didn't want that, and now, like you said, started to plague in the club. Messi wanted to leave. President said, "You're not fucking leaving." He said, "But I want to." He said, "No." And like Ruben said, this man has every right to leave, and that president told him, "You're not leaving unless they pay this crazy amount of money for you." in the midst of this COVID situation, which 
let's be honest, no one was going to pay almost $200 million for Messi. Not even City, who, yes, they have a lot of money, but the current financial situation right now for Man City and the whole COVID situation wasn't going to happen. Well, then that's so, when Messi I mean, needed to put his big boy pants on it and go with it. This is Barcelona, man. This isn't fucking he did go, Athletic he did Madrid. This is Barcelona. Like, you act like I can't get you what you want here. I'd understand who if it was he? a different who, who situation. I'd understand if it was a different situation if I played for Villarreal and you got the shitty-ass lineup for me that to work with. He's got World Cup champions in his lineup. He's got players that, that have that won championships. That has, but that are old. No, man. They're no, old. No, it's a, it's an excuse. And you sit, and you've said that Dembele's not good, and neither is Griezmann. And Griezmann finally has his best game. I messy stuck with it. He could have went straight to court and said, "No, I'm taking this to court. I'm taking it legal, and I'm getting the fuck out of here." But no, he said, "I'm going to stay. I'm going to stick with it." I mean, Messi is doing what he can. At the end of the day, yes, he's the best player in the club's history. Arguably, one of the best players the history of football, but he can't do everything. And we've seen that over the years. We've seen after being knocked out by Atletico in the But he hasn't had shitty teammates, Efren. He has not had shitty teammates. I'm not I'm not saying that it's the teammates' fault, but he can't do everything. You know what? He I almost wish I yeah. almost wish uh Messi would have taken Barça to court because I think that would be more entertaining than a Barça game right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna second that motion. I agree with that. Fuck you guys. We're gonna move on. All right, move it on, man. And the next game we're gonna go. We're actually gonna go to Italy to Syria. And the first one we're gonna talk about is Napoli against Florentina. Napoli absolutely decimated Florentina six zero. Absolute domination from Napoli. Played really well. Uh, Insigne scored a brace with Chucky Luzano scoring. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, you, Ruben. What did you think of uh, Napoli? Dude, Richard man, this game was pretty nuts, man. Uh, Napoli, dude, is uh, no joke right now in Serie A, man. And if, uh, you know, if you know teams like Juve, Inter, AC Milan don't look over their shoulder, man, they're going to end up being caught up and passed. Um Man, it was just good, man. Uh, Lorenzo Insigne, dude, he was probably the man of the match for me, man. He was all over the place, uh, assisting one of the goals, getting a brace himself. Um, dude, he was—he just looked—he uh, was just dominating in that midfield, man. He—he he was getting around anybody he wanted, taking the ball wherever he wanted, man. That was pretty crazy. Um, you know, Politano coming in in the second half and getting a goal in the second half was pretty impressive too, man. There was a few golazos in this game, actually. It wasn't just—you know—it wasn't mm-hmm. just that one Insigne goal, but there was a couple. Uh, I think one of them was from Zelinski and the other one from Politano. There's some mm-hmm. last was in there. You know, unfortunately, uh, yeah, Fiorentina just couldn't do anything offensively, man. Ribery had a few chances, uh, just couldn't make anything mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah, man. Just, uh, I don't know. Just, uh, I, I think uh, Fiorentina needs, uh, they just, they just, I don't know, they don't have enough talent in the squad right now, unfortunately. Uh, but you know, but yeah, they, but right now, you know, just Napoli's flying high, man. Hopefully, they continue this going on. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, Fiorentina is basically getting close to like relegation zone right now because of this loss, too. They dropped down yeah, to the 14th place, I think. Wow, they got, like, yeah. 18 points, five, five, 
five points ahead of the relegation zone. Yeah, so uh, so, so. it's an unfortunate drop for them for sure. But man, Napoli, dude, just that was pretty crazy. I think we were expecting a lot of goals. Uh, what did we predict for this, Severin? Actually, we actually predicted uh, like we didn't even predict Florentino we didn't score a goal, but we didn't predict six zero. I think uh, <laughs> I predict I predicted like two zero. Yeah. I think you predicted like. Two one or three one, I think, or three zero, but six zero. Six zero was unexpected, man. Yeah, coming from all sides, Napoli yep, too. Yep, yep. <laughs> but I mean, Cutuso or Gattuso. am I saying Gennaro Cutuso? Uh, he's actually been doing really well with uh Napoli, and I mean, with that win, he's actually jumped them up to a third in the yep. Champions League places, which pretty good for them. What What do you think about this, Kevin? Man, Florentina just got outplayed man it's it just shows the dominance that the chemistry that napoli have right now it's just it's unmatchable they they can mm-hmm. they can win the league and more i feel they they looked very strong out there and i and i wish i wish that we would have seen this from from gattuso with milan but you know it's good to see that he went to Napoli and he's making it work. Also, I also think the death of Maradona, rest in peace. Uh, I also think that that's inspiring him a lot as well. Like they, they, they really are showing dominance. They, everyone is, everyone is on point. Everyone's putting a hundred percent their lives for the badge. So this was a great reflection of that. Unfortunately, for, uh, Fiorentina just got outplayed, man. It, it was just not their day. 6-0, it's just – it's a shutout. 3-0 would have yeah, been nice. But 6-0, ah, bad. Yeah, for both like for both of you, you see, like, uh, Florentina doesn't have bad players. I mean, there's Ribery, Callejon's in there. They got some really uh, – Broja, Valero's in there. Yeah, Caceres. Yeah. Uh, they got a pretty good team, but yeah, you're right. Napoli, uh, they just dominated. I think you're right with that, Kevin. Ever since, you know, rest in peace, Mandadona. Um, yeah, Napoli have been playing actually better. I think you're right that that's lifted them. They're trying to, they're trying to fight for the badge now. I mean, Mandadona was a legendary player for Napoli. I think the last time Napoli won the league was with Mandadona. So. Yeah, it's been a while for them. But, I mean, Napoli playing really good. Uh, what do you Dude, that was uh, – he played a good game, man. And I'm glad he finally got on the score sheet. He's uh, kind of been uh, not scoring too mm. much. Uh, but uh, I'm glad he got on the score sheet, man. And, and like Kevin was saying, dude, just the motivation of Maradona, you know. Uh, I, I expect them every home game to be playing like that, man, because, you know, after their, their stadium was newly renamed, you know, Diego Armando Maradona – stadium Mm -hmm. you know that 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 helps motivate you and it goes a long way man you know i hate to like you know jump from different you know kind of genre but like you know like you know the whole kobe uh death you know definitely motivated was a huge motivation for the lakers to win the Mm -hmm. championship you know and i think uh maradona Uh, Maradona to to, to napoli is the exact same thing man and and you know like a lot of the guys that 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 uh you know like irving lozano's a young guy you know i'm not saying he like oh super familiar with Mm -hmm. maradona but it's just like I'm sure he got to the club and he immediately saw the importance of Maradona to Napoli. You know what I mean? So, so, so I just want to give props to the club, man. 
for for doing something like that for uh, for Maradona, you know, changing the the, the stadium's mm-hmm. name. And I know the and I know the and I know the team's gonna fight to try to win this title for him for sure. Uh, so so like I said, well, man, I, I know that over their shoulder. I know that uh, Lorenzo Insigne's uh, um, hero, childhood hero, was Diego Maradona. So I mean, you know, all this it's like Ruben's saying. All this is a uh, you know, it's this, it's that inspiration. They're finding inspiration. They're finding mm-hmm. a reason to win it. You know, they 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 want it more now. And, you know, it's going to help them. It's going to help yeah, them a lot. Yeah, it is going to help them a lot. Uh, let's just hope it goes well for them. But we're going to move on to the next match in City A that we previewed. And that is <laughs> Inter Milan versus Juventus. Uh, Inter Milan managed to beat Juventus 2-0 with Arturo Vidal scoring and Nico Barella scoring. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm. this was a pretty – I actually predicted this. I knew Inter was going to win. I think I think it would be that I don't know anymore. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh it was pretty dominant if I'm looking through the stats for Inter. Seventeen shots, five on target, compared to Juventus nine and four on target. Possession, I mean Juventus uh had it, but man, it was just I mean, it was just Inter. They were on fire that day and yeah, I'm gonna start off with you, Kevin. What what did you think? I mean, Inter Inter doesn't have a bad team, man. They just they just been uh, having you know some bad luck, had some bad matches. It takes it takes these games where you could break mm-hmm. that cycle. We've seen it. Uh, I mean, I've noticed it a lot against uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona, where Barcelona has been struggling. They beat Madrid, and next thing you know, they win they win a cup, you know, and say and vice versa. Same thing happens with Madrid. They've had a bad. They've had a couple of games. They get into these important matches, for example, against Barcelona, and they end up winning the league. You know, like this happens, and um, they took advantage of it. You know, they dominated the match. Um, is it gonna? Does it make a difference? Probably not. But you know, this is a this is a marathon, not a sprint. But you know, it's a good for good for Inter. You know, they're they're finding the rhythm. Uh, Lataro was way off, you know, but, uh, you know, they, they don't have a bad team. Uh, they just been in a, in, in a, they just had a bad run, but it seems like this game, hopefully they can build yeah, on that. Compared momentum. to, uh, compared to Inter's team to Juventus, Juventus has the better team, am I right? Yeah, but I mean, and it's they... like I said. It takes these games to take them to you know to boost it, to boost them out to push them out of that bad bad game you know like uh, Cristiano didn't have a didn't have a great game and this is the that's the moment these are the moments where you got to take advantage of that your star players aren't performing you got to show up you got to step up and they did step up they won they won a match and out of everybody Arturo Vidal <laughs> scoring the scoring the goal that's not that's. Out of everybody that could have scored a goal, and that I guess his scored. former club too, <laughs> where he was most successful. Yeah. At. Uh, what, what what did you think of this yeah, match, Ruben? Yeah. So, I mean, dude, it is a little disappointing for Juve, man. I mean, uh, Cristiano couldn't get on the score sheet, man. Neither could Morata. Um, you know, I think the problem, honestly, is is that is that back is that is that is those center backs, man. I think Chiellini and Bonucci are just starting to get a little mm-hmm. up there, man. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure why they started. Yeah, man, and uh, <laughs> you know, I th- I think it's time for for Andrea Pirlo to to start like putting some money into into a new back four, man, because uh, Chiellini and Bonucci 
look less and less convincing every time. And then when you got uh, like fullbacks like Danilo, you know, like that's not much help either. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so definitely the, uh, the defense needs some improvement. But I mean, you know, like I think I think uh, just Inter is on their way up, man. They're 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 you know they're tired. They were tired of being like dropping down almost to the middle of the table. You know, like. I think they're over that and they're improving. And, uh, you know, the partnership between uh, Lukaku and uh, uh, Martinez, you know, like it's it's kind of uh, resurrected the team. And so they become a threat, a, a threat offensively. Um, and then, you know, Hakimi, once again, man, yeah, he's, he's been just being a, a, a he's problem, been dude. Best he's just being a problem. He's a problem for everyone. I think yeah, he has been Inter's best player. And, you know, it's at Real Madrid's mm-hmm. loss. Um because they, because they desperately need, a, they sometimes they need a right back earlier this season. They needed a right back when, when uh, Lucas Vasquez was out and uh, and uh, Carvajal was out, and uh, you know, so they needed a right back. And you know, Akimi's not there, but uh, and and balling out mm-hmm. at Inter, um, dude, yeah, and dude, that yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that first uh, Arturo Vidal goal was a little heartbreaking. <laughs> I hate seeing Arturo Vidal do well. I Get on the score sheet. I don't like him. <laughs> Uh, but I, mean, I don't like him. You know, I I just think I just think uh, Andrea Pirlo just having a you know a little slow start to the team. You know, don't forget, man, he's unexperienced co- uh, unexperienced manager, dude. That's why in, I said he wasn't the right uh, one. <laughs> and just because and just because you gotta and just because you got a stacked team doesn't mean you know like it's not like a manager doesn't do anything. You know, obviously the players perform and that's the first yeah. thing, right? But you know, having a, a a manager who's experienced and and you know can make adjustments during the game, like that that goes a long way, and it, it makes a it difference, makes a huge difference. So so you know, you you guys got to be careful, man, because now they drop down to fifth, man, and you know I'm not saying that's a problem because there's been seasons that they've started slow and still ended up winning it. You know, like two seasons ago, they they had a really slow start and they still ended up winning the league. Uh, so I'm not saying that they're like dropping down and they can't catch up. I mean, it is a pretty well, – it's a 10-point gap between them and leaders AC Milan right now. Um, and it is a pretty – it's a pretty overwhelming gap a little bit. It's getting there. Uh, but, you know, like I'm, I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised if you even made it back up there. But um, as far as like – as far as I'm concerned right now, um, that is one of the top teams right now, uh, definitely deservingly uh, to be uh, second place in the in the city right now. Well, you mentioned uh, Cellini and uh, Benucci uh, playing. Uh, I'm surprised McKinney. Didn't play. I'm surprised out of all people, Radio played over him. I was actually quite surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Ruben, of Kenny not playing? We're not starting. I mean, dude, it's. I think. I think. I think he was just trying to trying to put an experienced lineup for the game, right? I mean, it's, it's a. It's a. This is a big mm-hmm. game, man. It's a huge game of the season, you know. And usually for huge games of the seasons, you want to have the most experienced lineup. Uh, that you got, man. Just, just, just experience goes a long way in games like this, you know. Um, yeah, but I felt like when McKinney, I mean, that's I felt that's like when McKinney came in, Juve actually played a little bit better. He immediately yeah. changed the game. Yeah, no, for sure, no, for sure, no. I mean, I agree that that sometimes, I mean, that's just because it's it's usually better to play it safe with experience in games like this doesn't necessarily yep. mean that it's it's always going to work one hundred percent of the time. No. Uh, but I, I think he just like you know I gotta play it safe I gotta play it safe this is an important game you know this is this could close out the gap this could close down the gap a little bit you know and unfortunately it just didn't work out for him you know what I mean uh, but you know I mean it's I mean what can I say man the scene that team is no joke man when you look at this midfield and I see you know Hakimi Varela Vidal 
you know, with Lukaku. Brozovic. Uh, Brozovic, dude. Brozovic is actually super good. You know what? DeVry has actually been pretty now, okay. now, now you're taking your word um, back because on Friday you said he's not that great. <laughs> he's he, he looked pretty good yesterday, I'll tell you that. He looked pretty good yesterday. And you know what I was really concerned about is, uh, you know, like DeVry being that center guy after Goldie left. I was really mm-hmm. worried about that. Uh but you know what? Like you know, like he showed last last night. I mean, he could he could hold the Cristiano Ronaldo down, dude. Like, and uh, that's not an easy task at all. Also, I like to see I like seeing yes, back he is. Hopefully, he could stay there, man. Because I actually really, really like that um, dude, and I I think yeah, he's gonna I, go to a big club soon. I know Ethan's a big club, but he's oh, gonna go sure. somewhere bigger. <laughs> but yeah, no bigger. <laughs> Watch him go to uh, watch him go to Juve. No, nah, I won't be surprised. I wouldn't be. Damn. They actually need him to tell you the truth. I think he, I think no, he would be perfect. Yeah, but this how it is. Uh, with that, I mean, it pushed. It didn't do much for uh, Inter. They're still in second, three points behind Milan. It did push Juventus down to fifth, but we'll see how it goes. And we're gonna move on to the next one. We're gonna actually go to the Bundesliga in Germany. And one of the matches we previewed was the Wolfsburg versus RB Leipzig game. That match ended an exciting 2-2. What did you think about this uh, game, Ruben? Uh, Pretty exciting game, man. Uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, pretty exciting game, bro. Uh, Let's see. uh, That Merkel Gate got his uh, uh, goal, like what? Fourth. Fourth minute of the game started mm-hmm. quick, uh, you know, and then uh, just Wolf- Wolfsburg just just still on it, man. They didn't back mm-hmm. down. Uh, they got back into the game and within the twentieth, twenty first second minute, um, and it's just kind of back and forth game, dude. Just really a uh, 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 exciting game. Uh, surprise, Leipzig didn't come away with it. You know, that's obviously a little disappointing, but you know, everyone has their games, uh, their 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 bad games, you know. Um, but I mean, as long as you know they stay up in the table, you know, and stay close to Bayern, I think that's just what's important. You know, just don't let the gap get too big. And uh, with this tie, I mean, they're still they're still in second place with thirty two points. You know, uh, Wolfsburg, they're improving, man. Uh, I mean, a couple years ago, I don't think anybody thought Wolfsburg yeah, a couple, was uh, a couple was years ago. They almost got relegated. So, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So it is good to see them kind of be a little bit more competitive. Mm-hmm. Um. But like I said, I mean, I think we all expected Leipzig to walk away with this one pretty easily. Um, just, just a shame they couldn't, they couldn't find the net a couple more times, man. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, Wolfsburg, they played really well, especially with that Dutch striker they have, a white horse. He's pretty good. Uh, I mean, they uh, Leipzig did have chances. They had a corner from Mukhamekano. They almost scored. You know, they had some pretty good chances, but just couldn't break it and. I mean, they are just four points below Bayern one first, but I mean, this is Bundesliga. This is Bayern's league. You know, almost every season they win the Bundesliga, and like uh, me and you mentioned, Ruben, on Friday, it would just it would just be a bit better if someone else won. You know, like Leipzig. I, I it would yeah, just be sure. a bit better. Yeah, yeah. And we'll just have to see if it happens. Uh, what did you think of this uh, game, uh, Kevin? It was a good matchup. Uh, uh, the goals were they were they were out they were outstanding. They were outstanding goals. They they weren't uh, mistakes. Mistakes weren't made. 
Uh, I think a tie was, you know, was the, the, the it was good. It was a good it, a tie is what this game deserved. And um, I mean, both sides played well. Uh, both very strong teams. This was going to be one. I know, I know it's Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund, but these games are exciting as well. And it, and it's you know, it's a shame that there weren't more. We didn't get a winner, but I mean, the the tie really does show um, just how good both teams are. Uh, it was exciting, you know. It was a very exciting match. Uh, Leisbig, I, I really want Leisbig to win. I, I really want them to win the Bundesliga. I'm just so tired of seeing Bayern up there. I'm so tired of even Borussia Dortmund. It's nice to see uh, teams like Wolfsburg and Leisbig doing mm-hmm. something different, you know. And uh, it's not like they have bad lineups. I think these these teams. They can compete against Bayern Munich. They can compete against uh, mm-hmm. Borussia Dortmund easily, you know. Uh, so you know, it just they just got to keep it pushing. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the Bundesliga is going to end. I mean, it's it's tense, man. There's a lot of great players right now. There's a lot of exciting talent. So we'll have to yeah, wait. Yeah, it, it seems to be going really well right now. I think usually by this point, if it was any other season, Bayern would be already running away with it, but. Since they're only running uh, on top of four points in Leipzig, uh, this is a slowdown for them. But I don't think, in, like in the upcoming games, they're going to slow down any much, and they get put the pressure on fire. Well, we'll have to see how how that goes. And we're going to move on to actually the Bayern game, where Bayern won against uh, Freiburg at Bayern Munich's uh, stadium. And Bayern Munich won two one on the day with Lewandowski and Thomas Müller scoring. And, yeah, just pretty average day for Bayern. They dominated, man. 25 shots with nine shots on target, 60% possession. Man, they, they were just dominating. But, I mean, what do you expect from Bayern? I don't, I don't think you expect any less. Uh, what did you think of this match, uh, Kevin? Oh, man, it's so hard to – it's so hard to lock down Robert mm-hmm. Lewandowski right now. It's just that 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 man is at. He's he's uh. This is his prime. This is definitely his prime right here. Uh, when you have a striker like Lewandowski, it's just so hard to he's mm. so hard to contain him. I'm not surprised of how the game ended up. I'm not surprised he got on the score sheet. Um, if anything, t- other teams uh like Leisbig and Wolfsburg should look at this game and see. You know, take notes. Take notes the way Robert Robert plays. You know, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by the result. They're just they they're in outstanding form, and it's going to be you know when you're going against Bayern Munich, you got to be at the top of your game. But two one, man, it's not. They, at least they got on the score sheet. Not a mm-hmm. lot of teams yeah. can say that yeah, <laughs> against Bayern Munich. You know, so at least they got on the score sheet. So not bad. But Robert Lewandowski, man, it's just hard to. It's hard to contain. What do you right think, now. Ruben, with uh, how the result went? I mean, yeah, man, I gotta agree with Kevin, dude. Uh, to just, it's kind of hard to stop Lewandowski, man. And then, you know, Thomas Mueller, dude, also just, 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 just being that guy, man, always being in the right position, man, and getting those goals when they really, really mm-hmm. need them. Because otherwise, it would have mm-hmm. a draw, you know. And and uh, when the when the race is getting a little close and Leipzig's right behind you, you know. You gotta just try to score as much as possible because I think that's what's gonna decide this league this this uh this season, man. Is uh, I'm pretty sure at the end of the season, Leipzig's gonna be right there, and the only thing that's gonna do, uh, separate the two is gonna be that goal differential. Which you know, knowing Bayern, you know they score they mm-hmm. score a lot, man. 
Um, so, so I think that's going to be the only advantage that they have. But, but dude, um, I mean, what can I say, dude? This, this, this defense is just pretty solid, man. They got everyone back. You know, they had Pavard on the right. You know, Jerome Boateng established. David uh, Laba filling in that uh, center back position, and they got uh, uh, Davies on the on the left, man. It's just so solid, man. That midfield. It's just this is just like the the this is the most complete team in in, in football, I think, the, in yeah. the whole world right now. To be honest. Um, and uh, man, dude, not not much I could say, dude. Just Thomas Mueller, dude, just being the man, like always. Mm-hmm. And, and and yeah, man, they just gotta they just gotta try to keep scoring as much as possible because that's gonna be the only thing that's gonna separate them, man, from 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 Leipzig. That's really what I'm thinking right now. You guys want to know a crazy fact? And I, I what's up? The Bayern coach has more trophies than losses. That's I crazy. didn't even know that. <laughs> that's scary. I didn't even know that. More that's trophies. scary. More that's trophies okay. than losses. But. They, yeah, they, I agree with Ruben. They're the most complete team out of any team in Europe right now. I don't, I don't think anybody comes close. You look, you just look at their bench, man, that they had in that game: Shula, Martinez, Sane, Chupomoting, Lucas Hernandez, Mark Roca, Tolisso. I mean, and you know what's crazy is that, yeah, like it's like all these players and like none of those guys yeah. even played today, or, or sorry, uh, uh, this weekend. And it's like imagine, imagine yeah. if they did win, dude, it, it would have been the second six game <laughs> of the weekend, probably. Oh. So, these guys are. I can see that the most complete team right now. I gotta agree with that. But that concludes uh, the match previews. All the match previews we got. Wait, can I add one more thing? Go one for more it. thing, though. Right before, right before we change this topic, I will say we were talking about this defense and it being the most complete team. But I did read that Marca is reporting that La Vida Lava could be going to Real Madrid in the summer. Then he, then he's going for Uh-oh. free. There you go. <laughs> And and that and that is a that's a huge loss for 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 Bayern. I gotta say, man, like it's he's just kind of like that Swiss Army knife for for them. Uh, for, like and he can play in any position. So it's like, do you think if he's gone, they can continue this? I mean, I know it's just one guy, but I mean, it's a it's a big piece, and he's a he's a he's a guy that's just loved in that locker room. You think it'll have any effect? I think on if the they body? replace him well enough, I think they'll be fine. So. I don't think there's a need to. Damn. I don't think there is. You got Alfonso Davis. You got Shula. You got um, who, who else uh, is in that back? Lucas Hernandez. The the, the team. Uh, you got Lucas Hernandez. Lucas Hernandez. He could play as a center back and a left back. I think. I think he. They already have a replacement for him. They're they're just making. In my opinion, they're just mm-hmm. making space, making space for the young guys, and that's usually how this yeah, game and works. Push comes you know? to shove. I mean, they can put Martinez in there. They can even put Kimmich in there. So. Yeah, they so, even put Kimmich exactly. I yeah. think they're fine. I think Pavard could play on both. Yeah, sides, so the, and uh, there you go. He can play both right and left, right? Pavard. Yeah, I think Pavard Ooh. can also play as a center back as well. So, I mean, oh yeah, dude, they're yep. fine. Yep. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> they're they're gonna be yeah they're gonna yeah. be all right. They're gravy. They're just making they're making yeah. space for the younger guys, man. And that's like I mm-hmm. said, that's how this game works. Unfortunately, and he's not even that old, you know. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, All right. And how do you think? How many more champions do you think he's going to bring to Real Madrid now? Oh, about three. three. About three more. Yeah, I'd say about three. All right. (laughs) You don't even want him. Shut up. (laughs) Easy. 
<laughs> All right. Well, should we uh, move on to uh, the next topic, uh, the transfer rumors? You guys want to cover that, or yeah, All let's, right, do let's do it? Yeah, All right, the first we're, we're gonna move on to the transfer rumors, and the first one, and this isn't even a transfer rumor anymore. This is all this is basically confirmed at this point. That is uh, Mario Mandzukic, thirty-four year old Croatian striker who's a free agent right now, is close to signing for AC Milan this window for free. Uh, he last played for a Qatari side Al Dulabi. Uh, he made ten appearances for that side and scored two goals. But he has been out of contract since July 5th of 2020. Uh, let's start off with you, Kevin. What do you think about Manjukic going to AC Milan? I think it's a good catch for AC. Um, I think that uh, they they obviously they can't rely on Zlatan to finish games. You know, um, I think uh, they want him to play more, but you know, you just can't push him that hard. Mm-hmm. At this age, you know, so uh, I think I think uh, Manzukic is going to either be the starter or he's going to be uh, uh, coming off the bench. Um, so I, I think he's just a uh, he'll make a good duo with with uh, Ibrahimovic for sure. He'll make a good he'll make a good duo with them. I think it's a good catch. He's free. Uh, the fact that he's the fact that he hasn't been playing since July of last year, though, that kind of concerns me. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't work out for him over there. But uh, you know, we'll have to see, man. We'll have to see that that they that they caught a good player. That's that's a fact. You know, they they got a good catch. They they, they mm-hmm. that's a good catch. But will he will he be the same? Uh, I don't know. I mean, and we're just talking about July of last year. I mean, he hasn't played in the Serie A for mm-hmm. longer. So who knows if he can just jump back in, you know, and his age does have uh, has has something to do with it, too. You know, you can't at his age, you can't just jump back into, you know, uh, being match fit. So we'll we'll have to wait and see, you know, how that how that turns out. But it's a great catch for mm-hmm. for AC. You know, he's he's got a good reputation and he can bring in, in a Italy. experience to that you young know? side. No uh, and, bring, and brings experience. There you go. There you go. There, whoever's working the transfers over there is doing an amazing job. I congratulate AC Milan. What about right you, now. Ruben? What do you think about Manjukic going to AC Milan? I think I think it is a good pickup. I mean, I will say that, like what Kevin was saying, it's just like him sitting out for a while is going to be like a little bit of a problem. You know, maybe it'll take him a little bit to get his feet, you know, right and and stuff. But I mean. They're getting they're getting a lot of help, man. Just by bringing in this one guy, dude. He's versatile, man. Physical strength, the mobility, man. Uh, when he was playing, I believe at uh, what was it, uh, Juve, man. They would use him as like a yeah. winger sometimes, which is pretty crazy to see because he's just so big, right? He's so tall, so yeah. lanky and stuff. Uh, but dude, like this guy, I mean, he's a journeyman too, bro. He's been all over the place from Zagreb, uh, Wolfsburg, Bayern, Atletico, Juve, Bayern, and he's just he's just made a name for himself basically everywhere he's gone once he started at at, at Dinamo Zagreb. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just coaches love him, man. Coaches love him too, and you know he's got he's got championships, man. He was on that he's on that uh, runner up World Cup mm-hmm. championship team. Um, so, so you know, he's 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 an established player, man. And I think it'll be good for the team, and I think it is just bringing in that extra experience, you know, because uh, having Ibrahimovic on the field really helps those young kids out, man. And you know, when he comes off, it's good to be able to maybe switch him out with another 
great experience, physically strong striker. Um, so, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good move overall, man. I'm just hoping he could kind of get his feet back under him real quick. So, so he could uh, help. Uh, if this was six years ago, season. a partnership of Ibrahimovic and Manjukic would have been deadly. <laughs> but now I agree with you guys. Uh, Manjukic going to AC Milan. It's a good pickup for Milan. Brings a bit of experience for them. Like you said, if Zlatan comes off, Manjukic should come in, keep the experience in the field when they're playing, get them through tough moments. I mean, will he score a lot of goals? No, but I think he'll probably score important goals, goals when AC United need them. So it's a good pickup for uh, for Milan. Does anybody else have anything to add? No? No, I mean, besides that. All right. Bro. Yeah. And you know what? 80, you know, the, well, I think in his, his whole career, 214 goals in yeah, his 48 appearances. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Considering in, in, in all the different leagues he's played and having to adapt every single year to a different league, it's like, you know, just guys, just he's built to last. You know, he's what, five years younger than, than, than Ibrahimovic, you know, I mean, still pretty, still seems pretty up there, man. But I mean, this guy's just athletic, you know what I mean? So. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he could last maybe like uh another two well, years there. Hope right? it goes well for him. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next player, and this is another transfer rumor turn confirmed now, and that's uh Jack Wilshire, twenty nine year old English midfielder. Uh, it has now actually gone back to uh, Bournemouth. Uh, Jack Wilshire has not played a match since October 5th, 2020. That, w- that was the last time he played a match. That was under West Ham United. Uh, when he signed for West Ham, he signed a three-year contract in July 9th, 2018, but he was let go with one year remaining in his contract. And now he's gone back to uh, Bournemouth where he was on loan there for a season. And yeah, pretty, I would say pretty good move for Jack Wilshire. What do you, what do you say, Ruben? I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's good for him, dude. Uh, I don't know if this guy's got much left in him, to be honest, man. I mean, I, th- yeah. I think the injuries really took a hit on him, man, considering, you know, Arsene Wenger saying this guy was a good future, man. He's got that Spanish technique, you know, but, you know, he's British and all this. And, I mean, he, he's, he's honestly lost a step, man, and I think he focuses more uh, on his life outside the field than he does on the field. Um, just constantly running into problems outside the f- uh, off the field. Um I mean, I don't know. He's. I think the, the the thing he's still got with him is that he's just a, a great technical player. You know, he's, he's got great skills. You know, he's mm-hmm. good with the ball at his feet and stuff. But I mean, getting up there, I would say. I mean, Bournemouth is mm-hmm. about right. You know, him being in the championship, but I just don't see him being like very effective. Man, he's. You know, you're, we're talking about. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Mandzukic mm-hmm. having a bunch of time off. But I mean, this guy's had a pretty good amount of time off too, and I think we could all agree that Matsuka just, just way, just way better than him. So I mean, hopefully he could replicate some of his early days at Arsenal, man. But I mean, it's, gonna it's be surprising tough. It's gonna be tough. that he's actually 29 years old. I actually thought he was like mid 30s or something. But yeah, you're probably right. I mean, the injuries, man. I just I don't know what's up with him. I mean, this suit's made out of glass. If you just blow on him, it breaks. And, yeah, it's just not good for him. Just been plagued with injuries. I think when he was on loan at 
Bournemouth when they were in the Premier League. That that was actually his best time as a player, like compared to his early start. Yeah, I was about to mention that. I was about to mention that. Yeah, uh, his best time his, his best time was at that club, but um, I think that he it, uh, he's just got to change some habits if he's gonna finish mm-hmm. off his career as a professional footballer. Like, there's just things got to change. You got to, as far as injury goes, I mean, I think, you know, I think he likes being injured, to be honest with you. I think, I think his mind's on the wrong things. And as soon as you change some habits, you're going to see it in your game. Look at, you look at Angel Di Maria. He had really bad, he had really bad injuries uh, before getting to PSG, but he changed his trainer. He changed his diet. He changed his lifestyle and, you know he's still going strong, and he's mm-hmm. still and he's still being linked to big clubs. You know, so I think you got to look at the if you're if you want to finish your your if you want to finish off as your career as a professional footballer, you got to change some things. I mean, at this point, I don't even see him playing in the MLS. I don't know who would pick him up. I don't, I don't even think, think people just, know who he is in the MLS. Him. I mean, you know? walks into training and he's already injured. <laughs> Does the medical? He's already injured. <laughs> yeah. I'm t- I'm telling you, there, there, there's something there, man. There's something there. Either he likes being injured, or something's got to change in his diet. Maybe cut out. I don't know. The fish like, and cut chips. out the alcohol. <laughs> cut out the. You know, I don't know what he's into, but the fish and chips. Cut the fish and chips for a while. You know, cut. Get on yeah, the cardio yeah. bike a little. You know? I mean, I don't know. Bournemouth don't right know now, they're change. third in the championship, which is the second division of English football. They're they're in line to get promoted back to the Premier League. I mean, if you had a Wilshire to it, you're just – I mean, it's adding a bit of experience, you know, to that Bournemouth side. So, I mean, I would, I would see it as a win for both sides in this. Will they play him as much? I don't know, like you guys say. This dude – just has a habit of getting injured. You just touch him and boom, that's it. Out for six months. So we'll have to see. But this is all but confirmed him going to Bournemouth and let's just hope he has a wonderful time there. We're gonna move we're gonna move on to the next one, and that is <laughs> Juan Mata, the thirty-two year old Spanish midfielder from Manchester United, is being linked to move back to his boyhood club, Valencia, at the end of the season. His contract at United ends actually this summer. Uh, Kevin, what do you think about Juan Mata going back to Valencia? That'd be a great catch for Valencia. Um, they're looking like uh, bringing in Juan Mata. Maybe it might convince mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Soler to to stay. Um, but it it definitely adds experience to that young team that they have right now going on over there. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's time, you know. If it's uh if it's not gonna work out for you in United, I don't I don't really see another Premier League club picking them up unless it's Leeds or you know mm. or or a small or a small club. No offense uh, to it, you know, <laughs> Arsenal maybe. <laughs> but um, uh, his best bet would yeah, you know, mm. try to track, you know, make it back home, get yourself a nice little contract. Look at maybe retiring in the next you know, a year or two. So I, yeah, I think it's a good move for him. I, I'm with that move. I'm, I approve it. Yeah. I mean, Seal of approval. Valencia actually won the, spent four years there from 27 to 2011. He won a Copa del Rey there. I mean, it hasn't, he, it would be better for him to go back. I mean, for United, he's not playing a lot. I mean, what do you think Ruben about 
Mata going back to Valencia. Yeah, mm. man, I think it would actually be a good move too. I mean, uh, I, I don't think his uh, time in England, not that it hasn't been good or anything, it just hasn't been very like kind to him, you know, because he's he was right. a very good player at Chelsea, you know, and for some reason they felt like mm-hmm. like they could just push him out, you know, um, and uh, and you know, his time in Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Mourinho that pushed him out of Chelsea, right? And then, and then you know, and then he, and then Mourinho has been going to United too. So, you know, in that time, I think um, Mata started playing a little less too. And you know, just with uh, you know Rashford coming up, Mason Greenwood, um, you know, them bringing in new players like Daniel James and you know Jesse Lingard, uh, you know, kind of playing a little better like two years ago. Um, there was a, he was kind of just like kind of pushed aside and stuff. And, you know, he's still a very effective player, man. He's just, you know, the, the little magician, man, as they call him, you know, I mean, it'd be exciting to see him back in, uh, in, in, in Spain, bro. And to play with Valencia. Cause I think he could help, uh, you know, help out like young players. Yeah. I mean, uh, Carlos Fuller as well. This dude has won a lot of trophies in up. his career, you know, Copa del Rey, FA Cup, Champions League, Europa League. You know, he, he won the World Cup. In 2010, won the Euros in 2012. I mean, he's he's won almost everything he can. So, yeah, man, uh, him going back to Valencia would be a good move for him. So, let's hope that happens. Yeah, yeah. And they need all the help they get, man. Yeah, well, they, they got out of it. They got out of it now, but uh, still. Only... Well, they're well, they're still in 14. They're still only like what, like. Three points out. Well, of they'll, they'll get. Yeah, that's not that. good. I mean, especially if and they I, add Mata to it, I think it wouldn't be that bad for him. You know, add a bit of experience back to that Valencia side, like you said, bring help Solar stay there. So it'd be pretty good for both club and player. Would have to have, yeah. But pretty crazy, man. All right. You know, after after spending ten years at England, I think it's I think it's a great yeah. thing for him to go back to Valencia, man. His, uh, his best time. days were there, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure. I'm tired of that English weather. <laughs> but we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to the next player, which is <laughs> Arcadius Milik, a 26 year old Polish striker from Napoli, is actually close to signing for French side Olympic Marseille. Uh, the whole situation with Milik and Napoli is that uh, his contract for Napoli expires this season, and he refused to sign a contract extension. And with that refusal, he's actually been punished. He has not played a single minute for Napoli this season. But he is close to signing for Marseille uh, for 8 million euros plus 3 million euros in add-ons. And Napoli did sign Milik in 2016 for 35 million euros from Ajax. Ruben, what do you think about Milik going to uh, Olympic Marseille? Uh, man, I think it'd be good for Marseille, man. I think they need that little extra help up front, and Milik could could help provide something like that. And I mean, it's just best to, for him to cut ties with Napoli at this point. You know, them running into problems and stuff, and and you know, uh, you know, considering you know in his time there, you know, forty eight goals and one hundred two, one hundred twenty two appearances. You know, that's pretty good, man. Uh, you know, he's uh he's he's a little older, you know, so he's got that little bit of experience, you know, playing, mm-hmm. you know, Euros, World Cups and stuff. Um I think it'd be a good move for them, man. I think they definitely need the extra help up front. Um not sure what other options they have up front. I think they have like Dimitri mm-hmm. Baye, they have Dalvin, but just you know, having an extra guy up there is definitely gonna help, man. 
especially when, you know, all the other teams, you know, like you got like PSG, mm-hmm. like totally stacked up front, you know, like it's just nice to have that extra guy out there. So I think it'd be a good move. 26. And, uh, I mean, how old is he? He's uh, 26, man. Yeah, he's, he's, 20. he's young, bro. He's got I actually, I actually like um, this player. I think when Napoli got yeah. him after was selling, he wanting the Juve, so that's not not really a bad replacement. But just unfortunately, yeah. uh, he has been plagued by injuries at Napoli, and unfortunately, he didn't want to extend, extend his contract with Napoli, and he has played single minute. But what do you think, Kevin, about I mean, it's Gattuso, man. What do you expect? And the the Napoli president, he's a bit harsh, too. I mean, he's really harsh. I mean, yeah, yeah, too too strong, too strong headed uh, Italians. You're not going to win about going to Marseille. Yeah, I think it was a power play by Milik. You know, he just wanted out, and uh, him going to the French league, it's ah. I don't really, I you know, I don't really think much of the French league, but I mean, he's not going to a bad side. I mean, Marseille uh, are stacked; they are a stacked team, and they ha- they do have good players mm-hmm. in there. Uh, good pickup for them, you know. Good, good, uh, good addition to the team if they're if they're wanting to compete against. I don't, I don't know about them beating Leon or PSG, mm-hmm. but it'll definitely get you to third place, you know. Uh, it's a good pickup for them. Uh, as far as uh, Milik goes, you know, uh, it's a uh, if you're not comfortable at a club, you shouldn't drag it on. Just get there and get out and reinvent yourself. You know, like it's and this is a perfect time for him to reinvent himself. Uh, I think he'll shine. I think he'll be a, a you know a top scorer mm-hmm. in the in the French league. You know, he's young. Uh, definitely, um, he could be, he could uh, build his consistency there and. Um, Hopefully we don't see him, you know, finish his career there. But um, I definitely do see him. Uh, yeah, coming out a better player, going yeah, making regard, a move to to, fr- to the French pretty league. Good player, in my opinion, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, and, it, and it just it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. Yeah. yeah, and a fun little fact: he is a uh, diehard Manchester United fan. And, you know, for some of those who actually know stuff about football, uh, he's a huge uh, Trump Ronaldo <laughs> fan. So, you know, he's all right in my book. Uh-oh. Hey. Did you take him at Man United? He's destined Would for you? greatness. I don't think I don't think he's uh, – I don't think no, – he hasn't – He's not there yet. Two, two good seasons at Marseille. Would you take him? I mean, I, mean, uh, I would say, like, I would – you know, because yeah. like Alani's not going to be there next year, you know, for sure. Right, right. So, I mean, if, if it were to be like next year to come off the bench, you know, then if, and if he's okay with yeah. that, then yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. But, but I, mm-hmm. I think he's still young enough and good enough where he's not going to want that. And we're not going to yeah. want him to be our starting striker. So, I'm pretty sure he'll end no. up somewhere in Italy. I think, uh, mm-hmm. or sorry, France or Italy or something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe go to Russia or something. I don't fucking know. Somewhere like Zenit St. Petersburg, <laughs> where they're at least in like uh in the Champions League, you know, like right. You, know, you can do something there. Somewhere yeah. like Shakhtar, Ukraine, you know. Um, I mean, like and Marseille getting. I mean, Napoli signed for thirty-five million. I would say Marseille getting pretty much a bargain. You know, eight million plus three million. That's a total of eleven million euros. That's not bad. So. We'll have to see how it goes for Milik over there in Marseille. But all, all the luck to him. Now on to our last player and last transfer rumor of the day. 
and that is Angel Di Maria, the 32-year-old Argentine winger from PSG, is being linked to Inter Milan, Juventus, and Tottenham. Uh, since Pochettino has come, has become the new manager for PSG, Di Maria has actually started all four games for Pochettino. Uh, Kevin, what do you think about Di Maria going or being linked to all these three clubs right here? It's a it's a shame that uh, Pochettino came at um, he couldn't have came sooner, you know. But because uh, I do think mm-hmm. that he would like Di Maria and their countrymen, so I think you know he I think he pushed mm-hmm. Julian Draxler out on purpose or he's trying to at least so he can make space for Di, Di Maria. But if his heart's set to go to Italy, man, uh, I don't think that's a bad move. You know, um, he's, he's young. Uh, he's, a, he's still young, young enough to play uh, in the, in the Italian league. Uh, I would like to see him go to Juve, but I don't realistically, I don't see him competing with Juve. I think he'd be more in the mm-hmm. Inter uh, level. The Inter group, yeah, and and plus, I mean, Inter got a lot of love for South American players over there, so I think he'd be treated better as well. I mean, they're not going to try to offload him after two years. I think he, I think that you got uh, a player that can retire with the club, like uh, Pupi Sanetti, and you know, legends mm-hmm. like uh, Cucho Cambiaso as well, mm-hmm. and uh, Recova as well. Um, yeah, I just, I, I. I it would be a dream move for him, for me, to see him at Inter. Yeah, I think that would be a I better agree with fit that. I think him. Inter would probably be better uh, for him. What do you think, Ruben, about Di Maria being linked to Inter Milan, Juve, and Tom? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think mm-hmm. what makes the most sense is Inter, too. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess the thing for me is I'm a little biased because uh, I have this, like, love-hate relationship with uh, Di Maria. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, like you know, at the end of the day, you know, I think he's done a lot for Real Madrid, and you know that last uh, World Cup, mm-hmm. uh, he played his heart out, man. He played his heart out every single game, dude, and like it looked like him and Messi were ready to put the put the team on their backs to try to win that World Cup. Um, so I mean, I will say that I do wish he finished mm-hmm. his career somewhere nice, like Inter. I think that makes the most sense. Uh, but I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, I would like to see him, like, link up with uh, with uh, Cristiano again. Like, that would just be cool, you know? Like, you know, they did a lot. They did a lot at Real Madrid together. Uh, so, for so for them to, 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 mm-hmm. to end it and you were together would be pretty tight, too. Um, and it is just really unfortunate, man, that he couldn't make his time in, in PSG last a little longer, man. Because uh, it looks like right now with Pochettino, they finally have a the manager mm-hmm. – to fit the squad, you know what I mean? Like they, I, I feel like for once they finally, finally have it. I feel like with Thomas Tuchel, it was kind of, kind of a older Brazilian team, which like Thomas Tuchel doesn't really mm-hmm. use, doesn't go for. Um, and I feel like with Pochettino, that's a little bit more suitable. Um, um, so, so I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, I think it would be, it would be better if he were to stay with PSG, right? So he could, you know, maybe win some more championships and, and maybe, maybe try to compete for, for, uh, for a champions. But, but I mean, if he's going to go anywhere, I mean, I'd, I'd like eat that number one, 
but just just the idea of just or just the thought of you know him linking up with Cristiano again makes it makes a Juve as a would you guys center. take Di Maria in the MLS? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if he wants to, but like, I I don't think it's his time to go there yet. I don't think it's his move yet. Uh, he's just, he's not like it's not like he's like a spring chicken or anything. But he's not that old, you know what I mean? Where where you're gonna be like, okay, MLS already. You know, I think he still got like a couple more years in him. He could like play what like a couple more years in Italy, and then after that, if he wants to get cash in another paycheck, yeah, go to MLS. But I mean, for now, I think it's best best to. Go go go! Compete in Italy, you know what I mean. Plus, it's not. Yeah, I think that's. I, I think that's the move. Yeah. Plus, he's played like all over the world already, you know. So 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 just you know, add one last stop on 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 the way to your retirement. Like, why not? Right? You know, starting off in Benfica, going to Spain, Real Madrid, going to England, going to France. Yeah, you guys are right. Why not? Yeah, I just I I just don't see him as the the type to fade into the MLS. I think he would I think he could fade still at top flight at Inter like Pupi Sanetti did. I think he can I I think he's better than that. Better 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 said. I think he's better than that. Can he go to the MLS and still ball out? Yeah, but I mean can he get he can get a better contract somewhere else still. So uh, to me, that's sort of like a last resort, you know, and I don't think he's there yet. I think he could still get a good contract with yeah. a team in well, Italy. We'll have to easily. see if he goes. I probably – I think Inter is the right move. Him staying at PSG, I mean, it's a win-win. If he goes to Inter or PSG, he'll be fine. Well, we'll have to see how it goes. But that concludes uh, episode five of the 12th Man Podcast today, you guys. That's a, we're in episode five. Included it. Gotten here, and I just want to give a special shout out to someone. Um, to we have an Irish listener. If you're listening to today's podcast, man, we're acknowledging you. We don't know who you are, but we're glad that you're listening to us, continually to listen to us. And yeah, we just want to give you a special shout out. What about you, Kevin? Give this man a special shout out, whoever he is. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot to our mysterious listener in Ireland. I re- really appreciate the support. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. I don't know if you're sitting through two hours every time, but if you're just sitting through 15 minutes, we appreciate you anyway. Uh, if you can get um, a hold of us through via email or uh, social media, or, um, whatever the case, please reach out. We'd like to know your your opinions and constructive criticism yeah and anyone else listening that uh, has been listening to the latest episodes we'd also like to hear your comments about yeah how we've been doing what we can now that concludes well. today's episode you guys just want to thank everyone today thank you for joining us uh, we will be back Wednesday to do some more transfer mm-hmm. updates but that that's that's the end of today's episode. Uh, anything to conclude, you guys? Uh, <laughs> nope. Bye. I'm good over here. All right. Then everybody, <laughs> Cheers. Uh, see Thank you. you. See you guys back on Wednesday. All right, then.